welcome to episode 189 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how's it going man it's all right it's saturday there's been playing a lot of pokemon like specifically breeding water types for no valid reason whatsoever <laughs> i mean gotta get more pokemon in the world right it's... i wonder like how many like pokemon of a single type have ever existed it has to be like truly billions, right? It has to be. Like, I'm wondering, like, it's like how many Squirtles have ever existed in Pokemon? Yeah, because it's it's going to be more than every copy of every Pokemon game that's ever had Squirtle that's been purchased. Yeah, right. Because even the people who don't pick Squirtle, I guarantee you, the people who are breeding for a Squirtle have mm-hmm. bred way more than that. Like, I yeah. personally probably bred at least a full box of squirtles oh yeah i've ground up a lot of squirtles I like just... i mean gen one and gen one and stuff where you don't breed like maybe that one would be like skewed but but it's literally only gen one that doesn't have breeding, yeah though. that's the thing yeah like huh. i don't know sorry that just popped into my head as you were talking about that i don't know i mean valid thing to think about i guess so but... it's like man so... How many poor, defenseless little baby Pokemon that literally have been alive for less than a minute have been released into the wild to be slowly devoured by the Obstagoons? Yeah, right. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it just thinks about like all the like you just like let it go and they just get like <laughs> like <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about it. It's like, all right, run free little turtle, he like starts jogging away towards the grass and so he goes <laughs> Like, I don't know about you, but at uh, least in my game, there's literally an Obstagoon right next to the daycare. There's yep. the Ferrothorn a little bit beyond that. Plus, who knows what's spawning due to the weather. Oh, man. Like, yeah, I, right? Like, I know I've seen, like, herds of Lanoon running around there before, and you know damn well those oh, things God. would eat the shit out of the little turtles that we made. They would, they would, they would devour a squirrel and wear their shells as a hat. Like... <laughs> Uh, that's the real reason why Sobbles are sad. Because like, <laughs> no, they're going to get eaten. <laughs> well, so many of their siblings have just been devoured, and they're just aware uh, of this, right? Because, like, you know, they freshly hatch, and the uh, the yeah, who hatched, like, oh my god, I finally got, you know, the one I wanted. They're like, what? And like, look at all your siblings. They're gone now. Yeah. And like, <laughs> they're like, you, they're, they're just, just like, like, they just <laughs> exist, and they're like, it's Gen 8 now, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, like all of your siblings that came before you, they, I put them in the grass over there. Oh, There's man. like two lanoons staring out, still hungry. It's like, God. <laughs> well, that took a dark turn. Uh, this has been a weird episode so far. Four minutes in, or whatever. Three minutes in. We are a minute in. Pretty yeah. sure there's like two minutes of babbling. Okay, but yeah. So you know, that's good. I'm glad you played Pokemon. <laughs> it's a nice wholesome child's game. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, part of me is like, man, they should make an adult Pokemon game, and I'm like, it already is an adult game. It's literally animal fighting. Yeah, right. It's like uh, somebody really. There was like that video uh, one time released. Somebody did like a fan made thing of like a dark Pokemon movie that was like really interesting. But was it similar to like the dark Power Rangers movie that actually looked amazing? Uh, I know I didn't see that, but oh, okay. It was it was just a trailer, and it was dope as shit. Yeah. That would actually be kind of interesting. I might have to look that up after this, after I watch a 20-minute video about poker. I mean, this was like almost 10 years ago that it came oh, out. Oh, I mean, I'm sure I can find it on YouTube. The Pokemon one's probably almost that old, too. All right. Maybe yeah. maybe a little newer, but... So, this is going to be another tangent, sorry. All right. You've, have you heard of Pokemon Uranium, I think is what it was called? Uh, I've played Pokemon Uranium. Like, that was like an actual factual... Mm-hmm. fan-made adult pokemon game right like didn't like, uh I, i've only gotten so far in it but um i don't know it was a pokemon game that's all i know like, i think i remember someone once like talking about it like yeah there's like literal human sacrifices going on and like yeah. you like sick a houndoom on a cultist and the houndoom actually kills the guy as a houndoom would i mean yeah like i feel like it would <laughs> see po- uh uranium had all custom pokemon if i'm thinking about it the one that I'm thinking of didn't have like I'm I'm the one I'm thinking of did not have 
any huh. custom Pokemon, as far as I'm aware. Like you, literally, your starting Pokemon was literally a Houndour. Maybe I'm thinking of a different one because I played one uh, that uh, was all custom Pokemon, uh, and it was that. That's the one that had the the poison ice type named Chil, uh, Chill Noble, <laughs> which is like still I'm like that is the dopest name for a Pokemon ever. That's a solid name. I yeah. That. I just love calling anything chill. Yeah, right. It looks... Oh, no. Dunsparce is in Pokemon Uranium. Hmm. Dunsparce has an evolved form. It might have been just the ones... like It looks like all the starting Pokemon are custom. Pokemon Uranium. What one did I play then? I mean, like, a, there's a lot of custom Pokemon here. There's like, oh, maybe, maybe it just has some, some and everything. Because I'm like, I'm like 100% sure I have played Pokemon and Uranium and have a copy of Pokemon Uranium on my computer. Yeah, like there's, there's very. I think it got shut down. <laughs> there's very few actual, you know, quotations real okay. Pokemon. Well, maybe, well, maybe that is what it is then. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I, I didn't get very far. We'll we'll just say that. Yeah. No, maybe I got a let's play to do for us. <laughs> let's play Pokemon Uranium. All right. So, I, man, like, so I mean, that's not completely off topic because that's like kind of on topic for what we were going to talk about and everything. Because we were talking, uh, just thinking, like, so uh, AGDQ is wrapping up, kind of pretty soon here, actually, and everything. So, uh, with speed running and everything, like, just I was thinking about like some of the, like, you know. Just the 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 different ways people play games, if nothing else, I guess would be what it is, um, and like all the variation around that. Like speedrunning is just one thing, you know, and like the fan games and the ROM hacks and the, you know, just challenges. Like there's so much beyond just like picking up a game and playing it and saying it's good. Yes, <laughs> it's like wild to even think about that. I would argue that in the modern age. There are very, very few games that are basically like played once and then forgotten about. Like yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's there, true. There's a lot of different ways to play a game, even beyond just like how the game is designed to be played. Obviously, yep. right? Like you know, like so you, you or for because it's the first one popped in my head. Like obviously, like, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. It's a Dark Souls clone, and okay. you do all that fancy stuff, right? Like, mm -hmm. there's different ways to play it beyond that. So, you know, you can play it with glitches. You can play it without glitches. You can play yeah. it, you know, like, different styles and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there's there's always other things you can do, which is just, like, kind of fascinating. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, like, the, I feel like one of the poster child games for that is Minecraft. Oh, yeah. It's like, there's people who play Minecraft. Like, there's people who, you know casually play it. there's people who build there's people who just like playing survival there's people who just like uh who do computing in it there's speed running with random seeds and set seeds and different categories there there's people who you know there's like all these things you can do with it and everything you know it's just it, it, it's wild to think about how big a game can be i mean and if you think like what 20 years ago maybe even less 15 years ago like that just wasn't, like, something that was, like, out there, if that makes sense. You know, like, you just, like, the way you played a game was the way you played a game. You know, their speedrunning communities and stuff weren't something that were uh, as big at the time. I suppose yes and no, because, like, game modding has been a thing for a while, right? True, I mean, like, I suppose around the, the 2000, like, 2000 to 2005-ish, I was playing half-life mods like a friggin insane person yeah so like people have always found ways to make the game be more what they wanted to do right and mm -hmm. like even for, even though like obviously in the older games it was very very minimal sort of modifications you could do like Hard, it, harder to share at least yeah, yeah it's harder to share like but even in something like halo like you know playing a game with your friends you can choose what you want it to be right you can be like everyone mm -hmm. has rockets with unlimited rockets and you know big over shields and all that kind of stuff or <laughs> you know like i know um no shields uh battle rifles was a big yeah. thing because oh yeah heck yeah headshot someone from across the map and shit like that because Lic license to kill slappers only yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, like that, that. There's commonly like you know what what's the the big one with with uh, OG StarCraft? No rush twenty minutes. Yeah, no rush twenty you minutes. Know, everyone, everyone who's gaming in any way has heard of the phrase "no rush twenty minutes." They might not know what it is referring to, or at to, least, or at least no rush, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I suppose so. Like when I think about it, like thinking back to the like, um, you know, the golden eye days and stuff like that when I was playing that in my, you know, grandma's basement kind of with my cousins and stuff. Like, like even the variation in that and everything, like. It's just, huh. it's something about gamers and being being a gamer and enjoying games is like, you'll almost never be satisfied just doing something as is, right? There's always yeah. something you want to tweak because usually it's because the, the game itself holds you and you just want to do more, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I love playing Gen 1 Pokemon, right? Like, it was, yeah. it is nothing but nostalgia for me at this point. Uh-huh. And just playing through the game normally at this point would probably not do enough for me because I've done it before, right? Like, here's yeah, the, I'm gonna right. take a Squirtle and I'm gonna put a Blastoise in the Hall of Fame. That's what's gonna happen. Right? I mean, that's what's gonna happen. Like, right. it's like with me. It's like I'm gonna take a Bulbasaur and put a Pidgey in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like you so see, you have all that stuff, but suddenly it's like, oh, well, I could just try speed running it. And like learning all these, you know, fancy weird things. And like, I mean, the stuff I learned is noticeably less fancy than you know mm-hmm. the actual world record speedruns and all that stuff. But you know, yeah. there's a reason why. Still, you know, I mean, it was what a couple of years ago that I actually did my Pokemon Blue speedrun. Yeah, something like that. It's like two or three years ago at this point, I think. Yeah. But I still have the. I have all of the files I need to do that speedrun still saved on my computer. <laughs> like, I mean, I, why not, right? To this day, I have a map that is a interactive map with the entirety of the <laughs> of the the world, where like it yep. shows me where items are and it shows me where things are. So like, if I decide to like say do a Gen One race with against my brother, I can bring up that map and I just know where shit is. And you can smoke them super bad because that's what I do. <laughs> Yeah, I think I have some of the information even, like from when we did our race. Yeah, because I, I I shared, I was nice and shared all the information with you. I did not share all that information with my brother. Damn. <laughs> Here's yeah. the thing, right? You're gonna come at me. Come at me. Come at I, me strong. I'm at, I'm under no <laughs> obligation to make this easier for you. <laughs> uh, uh, right. Yeah. See you. Yeah. The thing is, you, I just saved you time because I knew you would hunt down the information anyways, right? Because if, yeah. you, if you're going to compete with me, you're going to compete with me. Oh, I spent more time making maps. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, I, I actually, like, started detailing routes and stuff like that because uh, when I did my Skyrim speedrun, when I started doing that, I have a, I don't even know how, like, a, a giant document that uh, walks through the entire route with, with uh, pictures and text. Oh, yeah, just, to, like, something yeah. to reference, right? Yep, and that's what it is. And like, like I have the document as a, as a general reference if I like forget something or something like that. And then I actually printed out a copy of one of the pages because it was for all the dialogues, the dialogue um, save and loads and choices and stuff for the, the council meeting, which is awful. And I mean, that's like the obviously your notes were much more complex than the ones that I was using, but like that's why I have those things saved. You know, like I have the written text form of the entire speed run and the fights you do and the moves you make saved so i could reference that while i was doing the speed run i had the map brought up so i could have that and then i have a whole nother window with a completely separate map so i could make my way through the dark cave without needing flash yep that's the one map i one of the maps i made was that one yeah and then the rock the rock puzzles is the other one i think i pulled off from somewhere i think those ones i just generally knew but. Yeah, I'm I'm an idiot, so <laughs> like I don't know. I like I like having really concise guides for stuff, and um, uh, luckily for the Sky for the route I did in Skyrim, um, it's changed drastically now. I'm pretty sure. Um, there was a there was a guy who did some uh really 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 in depth videos of of walking through the entire run, mm-hmm. and it was uh and I basically just used used that as a huge reference and and then did a few things but like yeah so you know and, and i found a, a really good uh mario one as well that i used so uh when i did 
uh, Super Mario World. That is because I, I did that run too. That is one thing that I actually really, really like about the speedrunning community is how much they just uh, there's so much information that people will like put out there because no yeah. one is no one's selfish with the information, right? Like they don't want to yeah. like go for world record and then just never have anyone try and compete against them for it, right? Yeah, like usually people people will release the information. They may work on it in secret. Like um, uh, I was watching or. I, can't, I think it was during his AGDQ anthology run, but Tomato Anus. Uh, <laughs> I get to say that on the channel, though. No. Uh, he did a, um, a kind of was talking about how, like, there's been they, the Fallout 4 run they refer to as, like, different versions. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, the V1 route, the V2 route. And he's like, one of the routes, like, the people, like, prepped the whole thing and stuff like that. And then, like, revealed it to the community and all one day and just, like, blew everyone's mind, basically. And like that thing's kind of cool, but like, and that like with explanations and stuff like that too, and like how to how to set it up. Oh yeah. But but like yeah, it was I don't know like stuff like that's really cool. Like the hardest thing is trying to find coherent information, if that makes sense. Like somebody will make a really good video, and it's like ten years old, and you're not sure if it's still valid or anything. And like the Halo runs wiki, like when we were trying to do stuff, is just like completely out of date in some spots and just blank in other spots but you can like find the information other places so it's just like consolidating information is really difficult sometimes yeah it's like there it's missing like an overarching person to just be like all right all the information goes here and all sorted for you right yeah yeah like yeah it's one of those things where like um uh i'm guessing at one point like the the community has somebody who kind of works as an archivist sort of thing and, and getting that. And then they kind of go away and it just never gets filled up again. I mean, like, and, and you almost need that person to be like sifting through information. And like, unfortunately, like a lot of the, like some videos and stuff are, you know, used to be YouTube videos that are now gone or Twitch streams that are now gone and stuff like that. So. And that was one of my, I, I remember for one, I might've been like gen two or something, but I remember looking up another Pokemon speed run. Because I was curious about like what the, what the actual like stuff you had to do to do that one was, and I remember looking at it and like the notes that the that the person posted who was doing the guide were so much harder to read than the ones for Gen One. Like and I don't know, like just like the way they wrote things, it just didn't make sense anywhere near as much. Like the person who wrote the one for. Pokemon Blue, because that's the specific speedrun that I did, was so mm-hmm. clear and concise about everything they needed to do in it that mm-hmm. at no point was that I was I confused, right? Yeah. But you know, like the actual just straight up starting for like a later gen game that I remember looking at was just so mind boggling. It's like I am never doing this. Yeah, and that, and that's unfortunate. Like when you when those barriers are set up, because I said for the Skyrim one, I found a guide that was just amazing, um, a video guide where the guy just walked through everything and would like do the thing multiple times and like explain it's like if you do it too early, this is what happens. If you do it too late, this is what happens. You know, like this is why we do it this way. This is how we used to do it. You know, kind of thing. And it was like really in depth, but like still concise enough to where you could follow it and everything. And that's how I pieced pieced together my information. Yeah, like, people who are willing to take the extra step for stuff like that are just a mm-hmm. godsend to various communities. Yeah, like, those are, uh, yeah, like, honestly, if ever if I ever got, like, super into, like, a speedrunning game or community and stuff like that, that's the person I would want to be. Because I know I could never be, like, a top challenger or anything, or, like, even somebody who finds tech, mm-hmm. like, but, like... I could pay attention to what other people are doing and understand things, you know? And I feel like the way I put stuff together is fairly concise, but you'd, you'd probably fall under like, you'd be like the shenanigans of whatever game you chose to do, which. Yeah. I don't know about that. (laughs) So obviously no, uh, no shade intended at shenanigans. He is a master at playing Pokemon, but Mm -hmm. he rarely has a world record because he doesn't, he like, I don't think the actual world record is that interesting to him. It's mm-hmm. finding the pieces of the puzzle and just talking about it. He is yeah. Shen is the best po- person to have on the couch for any Pokemon game ever because he knows everything about it. He knows literally everything. Like Gen <laughs> Gen One is and Two are probably his specialties, but he knows everything about every Pokemon game. He yeah. was in the he was on the couch for the 
the Pokemon Platinum run. He's like, I've never ran this game before, but I just know things. Yeah, and it's like that's just true. He just knows everything about the game, and he's so good at explaining it about the game. That and that's huge, is when you can get somebody who can explain things really well. Yeah, which which the my favorite thing is, I'm pretty sure his actual job is a teacher. Like he well, went, that's good. He went to college to be a teacher. That's probably why he's good at explaining things, right? <laughs> like he is. Uh, he's, he's just hands down my favorite person for the entire Pokemon speedrunning community. Yeah. Which is funny because it started because I, like, I originally learned of him because when he was doing the, uh, catch em all yeah. glitched speedrun. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm going to do this and it's going to break the game in half. Yeah, right. And it's like, oh, look, the game is in two pieces now. <laughs> Uh, I love I love Pokemon as just uh, an engine because it's such a mess. <laughs> it's amazing, like, and it's just it's something about Gen One. Like, you can tell that they started doing things so much better in later gens. To where at this point, oh, yeah. playing a Pokemon run that isn't modded for a later gen is just playing the game really, really well and a little mm-hmm. bit of manipulation, right? <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is like a good, good slash bad thing and stuff like that. Because I'm, I'm the kind of person that's like I like seeing some amount of nonsense, you know. Yeah. And and that's where the, and that's where anything. Anytime Shen is doing a showcase, that's what it is. Is he's just like, look at all this nonsense you can do with this game. Right. <laughs> you can only do it in older gens because they fixed it after that. Because they realized they're like, oh wait, this game was held together with chewing gum and string. So like, <laughs> oops. But I mean, like, you know, honestly, like the fact that Pokemon ran on Game Boys is impressive. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, one of the, I mean, like, you know, as we we're talking about communities, one of the communities is just understanding games and stuff like that too, to a great degree. But one of the, um, one of the channels I follow is Retro Game Mechanics Explained, and uh, I think the guy who does it is Dots Are Cool. I think is his name or something like that. Um, but like, and when he says retro game mechanics explained, like we're talking like assembly code, like (laughs) explaining how this works. I mean, he did, he did an entire, um, video on how Pokemon sprites are compressed and decompressed in the game, which is incredibly fascinating, honestly. Isn't he the one who also is, is, wasn't retro games explained that also did the thing with like the the Mario game where you could like go to a place with blocks and the blocks were literally the game's memory. Uh, someone else. Maybe he did it. So yeah, it's super Mario brothers two. I, I think he might've explained, how, explained what that was. Maybe mm. I, I think I saw it. I saw it in a speed run though, actually where you can jump outside of one of the levels and fall beyond the edge of the level. And when you do that, you fall into an area with a bunch of random blocks and each of those blocks are actual like, what is being written is just things in memory there um, in the form of blocks. So you can destroy certain blocks and uh, alter the memory, which is incredibly interesting. Uh, so they use that to do a credits warp, yeah, which is cool as hell. Like, the fact that, that someone so cool. just learned that you could do that is also mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the Retro Game Mechanics explained, he did, a, he did a charity live stream one time where he... Uh, decoded Pokemon sprites by hand. Uh, <laughs> he just he I think he literally just had like the uh, I, like the hex code or the binary code of a Pokemon mm-hmm. and would run and basically like manually run each one through the formula and like had a whiteboard and would and would mark dots with a marker. He, he living up to his gamer tag of I love dots or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm. Uh, he, uh, it, yeah, I think the, the, the stream was like four hours long, uh, and he got through a Caterpie sprite. I was saying, and he did one Pokemon. One, one Pokemon. Cause... Um, which, which the funny thing is, is I didn't realize it too. It's like, um, the reason why, you know, when you encounter a missing no, there's like a super long pause. Mm-hmm. It's because it's decompressing the sprite. The overly complicated sprite that is missing no. Uh, uh, so you actually don't see the entire sprite of missing no. I feel like I knew that. Doesn't it like extend up or something? It, it extends out to the side actually. Okay. Um, like super, super, super far because of how the sprite decompression works and everything, and 
and all that. So it's actually writing stuff that you can't see, mm -hmm. uh, and you only see just a little sliver of missing those true form. <laughs> but, uh, this isn't even my final form. Missing Noah is secretly your monger, the world serpent. It just right. actually wraps around the planet. Yeah, in one of it, in one of the guys' videos, he had like he showed the actual like full sprites of them, mm -hmm. and it was like I, I don't I don't remember if it was missing. No, I think missing no is just like I think it's like four or five like full sprites long, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, there was one that was just like super 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 long. I can't remember which good Pokemon it was, but like yeah, one of them was just like it was just dumb. Like, <laughs> but when you make your game right stuff from random chunks of memory that's what happens hey now that was a complicated game to make run on that hardware i i am not i'm not knocking him at all because he explains the like he he has tons of videos on poke like or, or a number of videos on pokemon like explaining why the missing new glitch happens and where the stuff's writing from and like uh how how pokemon cries are built and compressed into the game and like you know, he does videos on like how the the nuts and bolts of like the Super Nintendo run, like to the point where it's like this is how it draws things on the screen. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you look at like the the NES and Super NES and stuff like that, like there were some really really creative talented people who did to made things work in here. It is absurd how they got any of this stuff to run. Like, <laughs> especially some of the games on Super Nintendo, like. They did some impressive things on that. Like, for, for what the hardware was. Maybe it wasn't fun, but it worked. <laughs> you know, for some of it. But um, And, like, it, I don't know. I think that, that stuff is just cool as heck, how people could get that to work. Yeah, the, the actual nitty-gritty of stuff like that is fascinating. So. It, it really is. And honestly, I don't understand any of the channel, but I find it super interesting. But, you know, so, yeah, I don't know. It's... <laughs> Like, there's just, it, it, this, like, you know, well, 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 right now kind of, like, really sucks in real life. Like, um, like, we're in such a good age of living in, like, gaming. Because we have all these cool games, this huge availability of retro games, people who understand games and the systems more than ever and are sharing that knowledge... And so many ways to play games and connect with people who are playing games that, like, it is just awesome. Like, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm the person who's, like, sitting here and it's like, oh, yeah, the Super Nintendo is, like, the golden age of gaming. And I and I believe that, but, like, honestly, like, if I could pick to be a gamer anytime, I'd want to be it right now. Oh, yeah. Like, there, you can obviously look back at the world with as much rose-tinted glasses as you want, right? Oh, yeah, totally. But, like, there comes a point where if you are a reasonable human being, you need to look at it logically and be like, it is better right now. Yeah, but, you know exactly. I've said it, I said it. I loved, you know, Pokemon Blue. Like, uh -huh. Pokemon, Pokemon Crystal, in my opinion, is the best Pokemon game ever made. Well, at this point, it's Soul Silver because it's just not great at Pokemon Crystal. But it's like... I would not want to go back to that time where that is, you know, the yeah. only thing that was really available to me. Exactly. Like, you know, there's a, there's there's something to feel about experiencing some things for the first time. Hmm. Like, you know, as ridiculous as it is, I remember playing WoW and walking into um uh oh god, what's the name of the main human city now? Uh Stormwind. Uh Stormwind for the very first time. And, like, the sense of awe I got doing that, like, is something I can't recreate. You know? I, I had a very similar thing. Or, like, you know, my first character was yeah. a dwarf, and the first time yeah. I walked into Ironforge, I walked into every single building in Ironforge. And you're like, wow, how cool is this, right? Yeah, it's like everything about it was so sweet. And, like, I, like, I, like walked down, and I was walking through the giant, like, grates that goes through yep. the middle with, like, the molten metal and lava underneath it. Yep. It's like all oh, this stuff's so cool, and you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure I ended up logging out in the museum or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, and, and you know, like you could never recapture that sense of awe, like playing Pokemon for the first time and like actually beating it, or like, you know, when you did, you know, when you did something cool in an old game that's like, you know, special to you, or like, you know, the sense of awe that I have, like, 
or not not necessarily awe, but like the the memories I get. Like as I've said, like Secret of Mana is probably like one of my favorite games ever, just because I think about playing that game with my brother and how awesome that was and how much fun that was. Mm. You know, but even like I was thinking of like like super old games and stuff like that. Like uh, you know, Donkey Kong Country was like the first one of the first games I like really beat by myself. You know, or like playing a um, uh, playing. Uh, uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, Ninja, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game with my mom, <laughs> like and beating that and beating that game together, or like uh, playing uh, playing RoboCop on the the Tandy Color computer uh, with my dad. Like I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's like a it's like an Atari era sort of thing. All right. Um, I think there, there's probably a RoboCop on the Atari as well. Um, but like. Uh, like some of those old games and playing those and stuff like that. It was like really awesome experiences. But like right now, it's just so. Like I have I have like five hundred games in my Steam library, and like at least a hundred of them are good. <laughs> like you know, and I can and I can play through all of those and everything stuff like that. I can connect. You know, I don't have to have somebody sitting next to me to play a game with them most of the time. Like, you know. We're in the middle of a global pandemic, yet me and you can still play Twenty XX and jam through games like of that, you know. And it's just like, you know, and, and it, there's just so much fun, fun stuff and everything. And like, you know, be, being able to play like Mario Maker and make levels for whatever difficulty you want and play those levels. Like being able to like play a two-player game of Mario Maker with my son and have like even though there's no enemies or in it and having him finish the level and get excited about that is like so cool. Oh, yeah. Like there's just so much out there to be able to to make games and play games and experience games and share games and stuff like that right now that I just think it's like super super cool. I mean, I've thought about this a lot with like the pandemic going on and like all mm -hmm. the people who like I don't want to say complain, but they're they're effectively complaining about like the lack of socialization. How it's so hard to socialize with the pandemic, and you know, like they don't get oh. to see anyone. Yada yada yada. We are so well equipped for everything right now. Like, we're so well equipped. Like that's the thing. Like we, me and you, are just like, oh yeah, we're socializing while playing a game. You know, on opposite sides like, of the city. Like our lifestyle has not changed very much. <laughs> no. You know. It's like everything about this. Like, there's plenty of ways to socialize using the technology at hand. Like, you don't need to just mm -hmm. be face to face with someone to socialize with them. You yeah. know, like I mean, that's nice, you know. But yeah, like yeah, don't get me wrong. You know, like, like heck, I, I'd I'd be really happy to get together and play a board game or, or like some face to face magic with people. I mean, it is my intention once all all this hell is gone that we're gonna get you know people together and we're gonna draft a mystery booster box, right? Like, oh God, yeah. That that is on the docket. I want to see my friends again. But the thing yep. is there are other ways of still socializing mm -hmm. and gaming is honestly one of the best ones, you know? Oh yeah, totally. Like there's a reason why a game that's been out for over a year among us suddenly had a massive spike in popularity. When exactly. There's yep. a reason why roll 20 and, or, and tabletop simulator, or not roll 20. Yeah. Roll 20, roll 20 yep, and tabletop awesome. simulator are seeing a huge boom. And it's because people still, can play their games and they're actually a really good you know way of doing it if you can't do it in person yep. you know I'll, i will always and forever be someone who thinks that you know rpgs should be done in person because the in-person aspect is so important to it yeah but it's like i i would totally be down for trying to do it on a tabletop simulator style thing so oh yeah i i would i would be too and i've yeah i've been kicking that around in my head and stuff like that yeah, it's I don't know. We're, as I yeah, I agree. We're so well equipped for it right now, and you know it's cool just to be able to to be able to play games together with people and stuff. Still, like even when things are kind of mm -hmm. locked up like this, but yeah. I don't know. Kind of kind of took a slightly different turn than than I thought and everything here, but you know it's yeah. not good. It is but, us talking. We yeah. kind of we kind of take tangents yeah. a bit. So I mean, and you know, like. I mean, I want to say one of the things too is like it's really cool how um uh, mainstream gaming has got. Like, I mean, I don't know if you ever got this when you were a kid, but um, uh, how much video games you playing? But it's like, you know, like you know, my parents making the jokes like, "Oh, you just wish you could play video games as a job," kind of thing. You're not gonna be able to do that. 
And then there's literally people nowadays that get to play video games as a job. <laughs> it's like, they can. It's called quality control testers. <laughs> it's called streaming. Yeah, I like, that's what I, I mean. That's where I'm at. Like, like QC was back. You know, you could do that back in the day, but then you just get to play the same game over and over and over again in one spot, and that until a player comes along and breaks it, mm-hmm. um, or you just you know play a uh, Bethesda game and just don't worry about it. Um, but like you know, so much. You have stuff like that, and then you have like you know, like the G, like GDQ raising like two million dollars an event for charity. You know, twice a year. Yeah, they they officially broke a million dollars like three hours ago, I think. Oh, did they? Yep. I'm guessing or things broke, are a little. Sorry, they, they broke two million dollars. Okay, now. there we go. I'm like, I'm like, I'm surprised by that. I'm here. They've been, but like, you know, like gamers being able to do that is really cool. Like, I, I don't know. And like speed running coming in is like like one of my favorite. Like, I really like. I never thought that's something I would enjoy, but I know we've talked a little bit about speed running, but like. It's still just one of those things where even that has many facets to it kind of thing, you know, <laughs> as I, we were talking earlier. I I completely agree with you, though, with the whole that was something I never thought I would enjoy is like mm-hmm. when you first told me about speedrunning, I'm like, but why would you want to do that? Yeah. Why would like, you want to do that? And even even then, it's like, well, I don't want to like my thing is, is like, why would I want to compete against people? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's like, not me. Well, I'm not really competing against other people. I'm more and competing against myself. And that's the and once once it was like you now you're just competing against yourself. You don't need to be trying to get the world record. And then it's yeah. like, oh, this makes sense now. Like you know, and it became a lot more fun. And then I started speedrunning a couple games, which, man, I'd really like to look for like another game to really try to take a stab at. Or maybe I should just play one of the ones I have and see if I could do a little better. But... Uh, so we could try and get good at Halo again, but. <laughs> Could, I'm, I'll tell you, it's not going to be CE when we do it. Oh, oh, my gosh! The but. fact that CE was the first one that truly required stupid human tricks, and while also being the least polished game, is probably yeah. not a good thing. Yeah, like Reach is just so. I like Reach a lot. <laughs> Reach had stupid human tricks, but my God, it was polished. Yeah, and like the stupid, like you didn't need to do many stupid human tricks to like actually do it. No, they were they were relatively yeah. simple, mm-hmm. you know, like things you had to do, like grenade jumping. Yeah, you know? and don't get me wrong, the final one to get up to the the Mac cannon, not a simple grenade jump, but yeah. it's a grenade jump. Yeah, it's, well, it's a conk jump technically, but I'm just gonna say I did it. You did. So you, <laughs> I'm did pretty. You, didn't you do it and then die up there? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. So then, like, I had to carry us through to the till we can get back up there and finally get it. I think I think that's what it was. I can't remember what happened because I did something dumb, probably. But, um, but then we we like finished the levels. I think we finished that level slightly faster or something. And then we're like, oh wait, we didn't need to worry about that because we had already basically done it. Yeah. <laughs> like, as long as we finished that level in any amount of time, we were good. Yeah. So. Under an hour. Yeah. yeah. Think, but, um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm like I'm kind of like some of those like shooter games. I'm like, ah, maybe I could try one of them or something like that. Like, there's honestly for me the the like perfect game for for speedrunning for me is Skyrim. Yeah, I was gonna say the thing about like, the thing about speedrunning a shooter is it's not really it's not playing to your strengths. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like the the thing about Skyrim though is is that honestly like it's not a difficult speedrun. Like, it is, it is, if you're just, like, playing the game, it is easier to beat Skyrim doing the speedrun, I believe, than it is to actually beat the game legitimately. Really? I, in my opinion, like, if you're willing to have the patience to pull off some of the tricks, like, you can do them, you can do them quite easily. Like, none of the tricks are super hard. You have two fights you have to do, and honestly, like, they're not awful, like Alduin one can get a little dicey. Alduin two is usually not well it has not been too bad in my experience. Um, I think they, like, they mentioned that on the most recent Skyrim speedrun I watched is they're just like Alduin one is the worst fight in the game. Yeah, it, it is the worst fight in the game. Um, I've I've had reset points at that spot quite a bit. Um, but like most of the tricks and stuff are like you can you can try them again. Um, the only like the only trick that's really awful and kind of hard is uh, load warping. Mm-hmm. 
which is kind of a required one and everything. But like, you know, if you can if you can pull that out, and you have to pull off like twice, I think. But if you can do that, you're like, okay, this is set a little bit of parkour here, you know, running through some stuff here. You can take slightly suboptimal routes, and it doesn't like completely wreck you, like. And that's what's super nice and everything. Whereas, like, if you like, you know, I did Super Mario, uh, Super Mario World, and um, I think my time was like fifteen something, if I recall. Um, and I did it without getting the glitch item so that you can, uh, do the lack of two cloud strat in at Bowser, uh, one, because I'm awful and, uh, two, because, um, it's just really hard. <laughs> it, it requires a lot of precise timing cause you're, you know, screwing with game code and everything. Uh, I was, I did it on the test cartridge and I was able to do it like twice, I think. In a bunch of practice so like i could learn it but it's like man, i don't really want to have to like do that if that makes sense yeah or it's like like you know and and you have to like would have to basically reset every time if you didn't get it and like that that's also the thing when it mm -hmm. comes to speed running any game is you don't need to always be exclusively speed running stuff right like mm -hmm. yeah there are things you know, for world record in Halo Reach that me and you had no intention of ever doing. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, like you don't have to do... Like, one thing I think is, is that you don't have to do every strat. Mm -hmm. um, and um, honestly, like, I find it fun, like, uh, when I played... So, uh, when Skyrim Special Edition came out then, mm -hmm. um, some of the tricks still worked, some of them didn't. But uh, I was... I'm like, well, I got all the achievements in original Skyrim, so now I want to get all the achievements in the Special Edition. Um... But because I knew I knew speedrun strats, I was able to kind of like use those to, to accomplish that goal, which was kind of fun. Like trying to do clips in certain spots and like <laughs> all these weird things. But I broke the game a couple times. It was sweet. <laughs> kind of like how when I redid Halo Reach, but I played with my brother. There were certain parts where it's like, all right, we're gonna do speedrun shit here, and he's like, yeah, because it's just easier. He's like, what do you mean? I like just follow me. Just follow me. Welcome to Nightfall. You won't be here long. Yeah, just keep running. There you go. I'm just going to point out, speed running Nightfall is the only correct way to do Nightfall. I am convinced of that now, yeah. I think I remember playing through that originally, and we had a hell of a time. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, right? Nightfall, as a, as a mission, is supposed to be a recon mission. It's supposed to be stealthy. You shouldn't sit there and murder everything with a heartbeat. Yeah. Right? And like, yeah, there's like a there's like one part where you technically should stand and save people, but here's the deal: they shouldn't be there anyways, and they're thieves. They can sort themselves out. It, it, here's the deal: in the Halo games, it never matters. Yeah, it never matters. <laughs> I mean, literally, the second level of the first Halo game, you're like, all right, we gotta save these Marines. Okay, let's go kill them all. Yeah. Like, it's like it's like let's help these Marines do their thing. It's like I have places to be. Yeah, it's like I ain't got I ain't got time for this. You guys got this. There's a warthog about 300 yards behind us. I'm gonna go grab that and drive in the opposite direction and never see you again. <laughs> Peace. See you later. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, uh, Nightfall is one of those levels. Levels. It's like so. So sometimes people are like, uh, you know, the speedrunning thing kind of ruins it. Like ruins it for them a little bit. They can't play it casually again. Yep. Which I have not had that problem. Um. But like, Nightfall is Nightfall is one of those levels where it's like I don't think I could ever run it normal again, like or you know casually again, mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> the only time I will go back and run Nightfall normally, yeah. but that's purely when I ha when there was a weekly quest to kill people with a sniper weapon. Oh, okay. I mean, like then you're just doing a quest. Yeah, right. It's like they gave me the sniper weapon. Yep. And also, it's the it's the one mission with like the whole, uh, the most easily to access and quickest to reset for just farming jackals, because like one of the one of the weekly quests is kill jackals with a sniper weapon. Oh, okay. So it's like okay, I'll just gonna run nightfall. I'm gonna headshot these ones and then these ones, and I'm gonna run away from everyone else and I'm gonna kill <laughs> these ones. <laughs> and that's so just the whole strategy. <laughs> Do you so weird question here? Like, do you find yourself in real life kind of like speedrun stratting things? I wouldn't think so. I like, and the way I say that is, is like, like trying to optimize things in some ways. Like, 
I feel like I feel like once I started speedrunning things, like when I play certain games and when I start and like cer- certain things that I do, I kind of do in that speedrun where I'm like, well, I wonder if this thing works and if it's faster. And like I try and like you try it and everything, you know, like to see if you can it, to see if it actually like saves time or cut, or shortcut something or or whatever or something like that. Or you see something, you know, like maybe it's just because I like the things I work with and stuff like that. But like. There's certain things I feel like speedrunning has affected how I approach problems and how I notice things. I mean, there are... I mean, there are, like, in general, I try and optimize the way I do things, Mm -hmm. because I'm a big fan of efficiency, but I don't think that is affected due to the fact that I've speedran things. It's just my personality. It feels like you you were like that, and this just plays into something here already, like... Yeah. I feel like me, it's changed something a little bit and stuff like that, especially... With games, especially, because I know before I wasn't somebody who was like, oh, what's this thing that kind of seems to work weird, you know? Like... Whereas now it's like I see something that works a little strange. I'm like, I want. I'm like, hmm. I wonder what this does. You know, like, and you kind of mess with it a little bit to see if you can do something slightly different or like shortcut something or clip something or you know, kind of things. See, I think that also just like once again just shows our styles of playing a game like Halo together. Like, yeah, you're the one who does the weird stuff, and I'm the one who's just there trying to get as good as possible at shooting headshots. Yeah, you right? just want to do that. But like, I, you know, it, I mean, if nothing else from our whole discussion here, that makes sense for me and stuff like that. Because I'm somebody who wants to understand how something is built. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I want to understand the pieces. It's like, you know, I, the the retro game mechanics explain it. It's like I like seeing how that is put together. Like I've said to you before, it's like, yeah, I've watched videos of like magic, you know, magic performances, uh, people doing stage magic. And I'm like, ah, that's interesting, I guess. Like watching them, I'm like, oh, that's a cool trick. But then when I see, like, when people explain how they did the trick, I'm like, that is dope. I'm like, that is cool. I want to see that. Like, I'm actually much more excited and impressed and amazed by how they do the thing instead of the thing that they're doing. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it's just, I, I think that's just me as a person and stuff like that. Like, I don't get mysticism out of, out of um, uh, you know, stage magic when people are like, oh, here's this thing I did. It's a trick. And people being like, oh, my gosh, it's magic. I'm like... Well, they did a trick. I don't know what the trick is, but I know they did a trick. You know, oh, yeah. I'm like, it was cool. It was impressive. But then, like, when I see how they did it, I'm like, that is insane. You know, and uh, I'm a person who can appreciate simplicity too. You know, and elegance in something. So, like, some people might be when they see it, they're like, oh, well, that's like really simple. And I'm like, that is so clever. <laughs> yeah, just because something's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Mm-hmm. They still had to get to that point, right? Yeah, exactly. Like. It's, <laughs> it's interesting, but I don't know. It, it's interesting how people approach things, but yeah, I'm I'm very much a person who likes to see the like how something works, you know, and understand you know the some of the mechanics and the bits and pieces and stuff. Not like super in depth. Like I'm never gonna be like a you know Seth Blank sort of person who can like program stuff in the Super Mario world or anything. But um, yeah, so yeah, you're you're never gonna learn underflow. Yeah, probably, probably not. Like you know, unless somebody has a really concise guide for things, and I just can follow it step for step. But you know, I want to know the generals of how things work, though. Like, <laughs> so and that is that is effectively underflow in a nutshell. You are quite literally making it work the way you want it to. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Very but, complex manner. Yeah, I don't know. I think I need to find a platformer to run of some sort. Besides the Mario that you already run? I could run Mario again, maybe. Like, Super Mario World would be fine. That's a very, air quotes, solved game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but some platformer like that and everything. The problem with platformers is they're very much optimized, and opti- super optimized games kind of scare me off. Yeah. I mean, that's... I definitely understand that. You know, yeah. it's like... At some point, it's just like the only person who can do this better than. Once things are optimized, you kind of feel like you have to do it that way. Yeah. And, you know, there's a reason why I don't run Pokemon Red, right? Yeah. I don't want to do the, Manips, right? the step manipulation yeah. to get a Nidoran because I'm not. I don't care about the optimization. Yeah. I just want to speedrun Pokemon Blue with Squirtle. 
Yeah, ex exactly right. Like, I guarantee you I would have been less inclined to speedrun Gen 1 Pokemon in the first place if it was still on Charizard or Bulbasaur. Right. You know, like, I did it because it was Squirtle. Because Squirtle's your boy, right? Yeah, Squirtle's my boy, and it's like, you literally run that Squirtle through the entire game. Yep. Which is just so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no Pidgey, but we'll, we'll allow it. I mean... <laughs> I'm pretty. I guarantee you, if you look hard enough, there's a Pidgey percent. Pidgey percent. I would. I would love it. Um, gosh, that would be awful. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it would evolve into a Pidgeot, but yeah. But the problem. So the, th the thing is, you'd have to work on your routing because I don't think Pidgey can learn Fisher or Horn Drill, so you can't use any of the one-hit KO moves. Yeah, you'd have to like actually try to figure out something. Yeah, you're gonna have to like actually brute force your way through everything, mm -hmm. and then you're probably gonna need to route for ethers and stuff because you're not gonna have the. Oh yeah, uh, you need to, to route get for get through. Yeah, I have to route for ethers somehow. So like, if you had to, if you were like gonna pick up another game, not that you're going to, but like on the theoretical level, like what do you think you would do? Like just Halo. Like actual speedrunning stuff. Yeah, again? like if you're if you're like I'm gonna speedrun a game and like just see what I can do. You know, not I mean obviously you're not grinding for world records. Just you know you're competing against yourself like I do with Skyrim or Mario. It would it would probably be something like Halo, just because yeah. you know like we me and you we've already done speedrunning things in Halo right and like yeah. Halo for me is another thing like Pokemon. There's a lot of nostalgia for it. Mm -hmm. um, it's possible I don't know I don't even know what kind of categories they would use but it's possible I might do something like Warframe because I do enjoy that game even though I haven't played it much lately mm -hmm. yeah, fair enough I think there's like uh, boss rushes of some sort or whatever but there's I mean, yeah. there's always stuff with, there's always stuff with games but. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that is what it, like there is just like things like there's boss rushes and things like that I mean that that was just like me looking at my uh, my Steam profile and seeing what games I had. Oh so. my gosh, I gotta look through my whole Steam profile. Jeez. See, this is where <laughs> me, this is where me having a bunch of my games not installed is really beneficial, right? Because if they're yeah, I don't, installed, I don't understand. It means, like, give a shit. Like honestly, if I was gonna speed run anything again, it would probably just be another Pokemon game. Just pick another one. Let's go Eevee or something. Yeah. But I mean, like honestly, at this point, like my desire to. My desire to speedrun a Pokemon game is much less than it was when I did it way back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, like... There's so many... My desire to speedrun a game is just less than it was. Like, yeah, I hear you. My... There are so many other things I could do that actually... because That play more to what I enjoy out of gaming, right? And, you know, yep, I've said totally. it a hundred times. The things I enjoy about gaming is the co-op aspect. Yep. Or playing with someone. So, you know, like... um you know, just last week, I uh, I literally had a fun little competition with my brother where it's it's like 30 minutes that you battle. So we have 30 yeah. minutes to catch an entire team of Pokemon, do any modifications we want to them in those 30 minutes, but you like it's a hard cutoff at 30 minutes. If you don't have your items equipped to your Pokemon in 30 minutes, they don't get items. Yeah. And then we had a Pokemon battle. Like... Something like that is just something that, you know, I'm super interested in, you know, yeah. and my brother brought it up. He's like, oh, why don't you, why don't, you know, me and you, you know, specifically me and you, you know, do like a wonder trade, yeah. you know, like a, oh, wonder, yeah. a wonder trade battle. You know, we just wonder yep. trade for six Pokemon and that's our team. Yep. <laughs> and I, I remember you were like, that sounds like the greatest thing ever. And I'm yeah, just I'm like, like, yes, let's do it. Like, this is so ripe for ter terribleness, but... <laughs> yeah, it's Pokemon Chaos Draft. Like, let's yeah, that's literally... Or, or maybe you get to wonder trade, like, ten Pokemon or something like that. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, it's, it's not Pokemon Chaos Draft, it's Pokemon Chaos Sealed at that point. Yeah, Pokemon Chaos Sealed. But, like, you, like, you get a couple extra flex slots where it's like, oh, I just got this trash thing. Yeah. You know. You're like, oh, look, so I got a pack of Fallen Empires... Yep. All right. <laughs> but actually, uh, another tangent, but magic related for our magic podcast. <laughs> um, April King has been uh, trying to defend Fallen Empires on Twitter over the last few days because um, LSV and Marshall did another old, old uh, set review. 
Uh, but they did God. Fallen Empires. And, like, they were, like, Oof. hating on Fallen Empires for, like, their lore and all that stuff. And April was like, the only reason why people look down on Fallen Empires but don't look down on Legends is Fallen Empires got printed way more than Legends was. When in actuality, like, in, I think she said, like, in 160 cards, they accurately tell the story of literally 10 empires rising and falling. Like, the actual, apparently, like, the actual lore for Fallen Empires is really, really good. And the reason why it sucks is because it was mass produced so much. Like, if you. Like- I don't necessarily disagree with that. Like, I think le- like when I look through Legends stuff, I'm kind of like, oh man, like it's yeah, like Legends. <laughs> Legends is like super looked up, like looked back at as a set for being so good. When the only reason people like think about it that way is because it was so rare. Like, yeah. imagine a world where the Tabernacle at Pendril Vale was printed as much as a card like Him to Turok was. Yeah. Right. That sounds miserable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just I don't know. I I think I I think I actually agree with her on that though. Like, yeah. It's uh. I mean, here's the thing, right? I make fun of homelands yeah. and fallen empires for existing because Home, like homelands deserves it. Homelands deserves it. <laughs> like, like let's not um uh, go too crazy here. Like that one is one where it's like, yeah, you kind of yeah. Mm. But it's like I have nothing against them as sets either. Yeah, exactly. It's like, they exist. Why would I care? I have no like I don't hold legends to any high like pedestal because why would I? It's yeah, right. an old set. It's kind of garbage. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. Like Alpha was was pretty dang good game design, but there are some awful, awful, awful designs in that set. Oh yeah. Like it, it's it's not as amazing as people think it is. And even sets like Ice Age and, you know, alliances and stuff like that. It's like, eh. Like, Mirage was amazing, though, so it doesn't, doesn't matter. No, I'm kidding. There was some awful crap in Mirage, too. But I want to say it was Wednesday. Patrick Sullivan was just going off on how terrible Ice Age was. I don't think Ice Age was as good as people kind of, like, think about it is. I think it was one of those sets where it's like, we're, we're almost there. And I think Mirage was the first set where they're like... All right, we've we've kind of figured this out. If that makes sense, you know, you d- you didn't get the cards, you didn't get as many of the cards that had like giant blocks of nonsense text. If that makes sense, yeah, like he, there was two cards. There's there's four cards in particular that he was going off about. Uh, uh-huh. Two sets of two, where they were both like there was like a, a colored enchantment. One was blue. One was something else. And both of them have an identical mana cost artifact that does something almost the same. <laughs> slightly different. Just slightly different. Like there's a blue enchantment uh-huh. that's like makes it so like your mountains tap for, gr- tap for like green and like does that whole cycle and stuff like that. Yeah. And the only one it doesn't affect is islands. Islands still tap for blue. Yeah. C- cumulative upkeep of one blue blue. <laughs> How's that for an upkeep cost? Yeah, right. Taste it. And then there's an artifact that does the exact same thing for the same mana cost in reverse, but a cumulative upkeep of two generic mana. Huh. <laughs> and yeah. It's just like, like someone literally just took a card and just stripped the colors away and yeah. changed it slightly. <laughs> and yeah. he was just going off on how terrible of a design they both were. Obviously. And it's like, well, it's like there's some off, like snowfall and stuff oh, yeah. like that. It's like not good, you know? Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah, we got our magic content in for the day. Yep. So, <laughs> alright, well, uh, do you have do you have anything else you want to talk about, or? Uh, I don't think so. I think I'm good. Alright, cool. Well, let me wrap this one up, because we rambled for a while about nothing, so. Rambled um, for an hour. Yeah. Uh, if you want to shoot us some feedback, send an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Um, come hang out in the Discord. Uh, you can get to that from thelocalmeta.com. There's a link there for the Discord. Um, probably going to hold off on the Among Us stuff for a little bit, um, unless we just pug one up here, but it's tough to get people um, just because I'm going to be moving soon, so I won't have time to set it up. So, um, But we're always... You know, we're usually talking about stuff in there, and we'd love to, you know, have more people and jam games if people are around. Uh, also, you can find a link to the Patreon there, so uh, if you want to, you know, send us some money, that'd be cool, I guess. 
Um, yeah. If you want. So, cool. John, anything else? Mm, negative. All right. Then we will catch you next time.